Right. I trust that you had a good Christmas, and uh, God is indeed good. Those of you who are parents, do you remember? Do you remember the time when you were trying to figure out what you were going to name your child when they were born? Uh, some of you. Uh, that brings back just some stressful memories, just trying to determine what are we going to name this child. And I'm already seeing some of you look at each other, so I think I've already hit on something. But uh, some people choose a name that they think is it's just going to flow well, it sounds well with maybe the last name. Um, other individuals, uh, other parents, they will base important uh, people in their life um, those from their present or their past, someone who's made a great impact on their life, they want to name their child after that person. It's a special way of reflecting or honoring or remembering that person in their life. So uh, naming their child is a very important thing in their life. I do have to admit, though, that when I hear some names, it makes me wonder what on earth the parents were thinking. You know what I'm talking about? Um, now, I'm going, to na- I'm going to give you some names, and you're going to think, yeah, right, these are real names that parents have named their kids. Uh, one parent named their son Bob, and their last name was Apple. Bob Apple. Do you believe that? that that's, a true, that's true. Uh, another one was Candy Bar. Candy Bar. Uh, another name is Earl Lee Riser. <laughs> true. Uh, Jay Walker is another one. Peter Rabbit is another name that I, believe it or not, someone named their son Harley with a last name of Davidson. And appropriate for this time of the year, someone actually named their child Mary with a last name Christmas. Merry Christmas. Names. Hard to believe. I think I would change my name once I got into school. Uh, I'm sure those kids got teased a lot. Names can create quite the stir. Old Testament names often carried immense importance. The name of Ruth means friendship. Samuel is a name that is derived um, when Hannah said that because I have asked for him from the Lord. Ezra can be translated as Yahweh helps. Nehemiah, comfort of Yahweh. Ezekiel, Yahweh strengthens. In the New Testament, names would often come from the father's lineage. So when it came time for Joseph and Mary to name their child, you would think, they would think, that those around would think that the name would come from Joseph's side of the family. However, God wanted to make sure that Joseph, Joseph and Mary got the name right. He even sent an angel to tell them what they were to name their child. We know the popular passage, Matthew one twenty one, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Isn't that a beautiful name? Our hymnals are filled with songs with this lovely name. All hail the power of Jesus' name. All for Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Or I have decided to follow Jesus. 
the name Jesus is the most beloved name of all time. There are a number of reasons why, but I want to look at five of them this morning. Five reasons why the name Jesus is the most beloved of all time. The first reason is Jesus is an easy name. Jesus is an easy name. Now look, I have to tell you, having the last name of Barnhouse comes with its challenges. Okay, all my life I've had people making snide remarks and when I go to order pizza and they want to know where it's being delivered to, they think it's going to a barn or a house and it causes problems. Uh, those of you who might not know this, but I grew up with a family that sings and we would go from church to church. I don't know if I share this, if, if I have, just act like you, you haven't heard it. For those of you who haven't, uh, one time we went to a church and we went to this church to, to do a concert and sing, and the pastor got his tongue twisted, and he introduced us as the outhouses. And that's, that's not good. Uh, so I know about names and the conflict that we weren't that bad. Uh, we weren't great, but we weren't that bad. <clears throat> names. Barnhouse has not always been an easy name. Did you know that there is a man in the Bible who has this name? Tiglath, Pileser, Adone, Bezik. Aren't you glad that God did not name his son Tiglath, Pileser, Adone, Bezik? Right? Can you imagine the songs that we would sing? I have decided to follow Tiglath, Pileser, Adone, Bezik. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but there's just something about the name Jesus. And it's practically the same in any dialect. It's kind of uh, appropriate that Lisa got up this morning and gave an announcement about going to Dilcon and, and uh, the missionary trip to the Navajo people. I remember last year we got to worship in one of their services and, and I'm so glad because the entire service was practically in their native tongue. And they would, oftentimes they would sing songs in their native tongue, and we really didn't know what they were saying, but every once in a while, you would hear that name come out. You would hear them in their own dialect and in their own way say the name Jesus. And as soon as that name was mentioned, we knew who they were talking about. We knew who they were singing about. They knew the same Jesus in Dilcon, Arizona, that we know in Barsmill, Ohio. It's just something about that name. Even though, even through different inflections and structure, when said or sung with love and adoration, it's a sweet, beautiful name. Jesus is indeed an easy name. Another reason why we love the name, Jesus is an esteemed name. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew translation of Jesus was the name Joshua. Salvation, Joshua. He was one of the two spies that was sent into the land by Moses, him and Caleb, to spy out the land. And they were two of the brave ones. The other ones came back with a bad report. Joshua and Jesus, there's the translation similarities, and there really are similarities between their stories. Joshua led the Israelites out of the wilderness into the promised land. Jesus, as our Savior, brings us out of the wilderness 
the wilderness of sin into the spiritual promised land. Joshua led his people to conquer enemies who were protected by walled cities and huge giants all around. Jesus leads us to conquer the enemies of our souls and enables us to fight victoriously against life's most difficult obstacles. And the giants of temptation. Indeed, Jesus is an esteemed name. Number three, these first three I'm going through rather quickly, and I want to spend some time on the last two. Number three, Jesus is an exalted name. It is an exalted name. Speaking of what God did to his son, Ephesians 1 tells us this, which he worked in Christ, that's Jesus, when he raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also that which is to come. Philippians 2 tells us this, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, Jesus is an exalted name. Number four. Jesus is a distinguishing name. Jesus is a distinguishing name. Stay with me on this. What do I mean by this? The name of Jesus distinguishes between those who are true followers of Jesus Christ and those who are not. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, The message of the cross is foolish to those who are beheaded, or excuse me, not beheaded, <laughs> those who are headed for destruction. Well, they might be beheaded as well. That could be happening. Let's start it again. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. Have you ever wondered, I have, especially as a pastor, but just throughout my Christian experience, have you ever wondered how people can reject Jesus? I mean, think about everything that Jesus and salvation has to offer. Takes our heart, which is broken in pieces, broken by the sin that we were born into, and it gives us a brand new heart. It puts it back together and gives us a brand new beginning and forgives us and cleanses us, allows us to walk with the Lord here in this life and gives us an abundant life, not only to think about the retirement plan that we have someday, everything that Jesus has to offer. How can people say no? This verse tells us how. For the person who chooses not to give their life over to the man named Jesus, the cross and the man who hung on the cross, he condemns them. And this whole Jesus thing becomes foolishness, and they want nothing to do with him. 
I read this morning in John chapter 3. Listen to this. It won't be on your screen, but John chapter 3, 19 and 20. Jesus said, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come into the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. You see, Jesus, and even the name Jesus, is that light. He is the light that was spoken of there. He is the light, and the Bible tells us that there will be those who will choose their selfish and wicked lifestyle over Jesus. Look, all you have to do is just mention the name Jesus in the presence of someone who does not know him. And they cringe and they kind of squirm. Just watch, uh, uh, watch um, an, an athletic interview, uh, a sports star being interviewed on TV. And they give, some of them give glory and God, I mean, praise to God. So, but when they say, I give praise and glory to Jesus, you can almost just feel the interviewer just kind of cringe, right? They don't want to hear that. There's just something about that name, Jesus. Why is that? It's because the mere mention of the name Jesus brings an immediate condemnation for those who have chosen not to love Him. But you take someone who sees themselves for what the Bible says they are, a sinner on their way to hell, and you give them the gift of salvation, and all of a sudden, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same as his lovely name. And that's the reason why I love him so. For Jesus is the sweetest name I know. That's what happens. You take someone who has their sins forgiven, and that name which used to bring condemnation now becomes the sweetest name they've ever heard. I know I'm not God and I'm not the judge and aren't you glad, but I can just tell, you can get a feel, you can get an idea of someone's condition of their soul when you talk to them about their heart. It doesn't take me too long before I just have a feel of where somebody stands. How, how do I know this? Well, you see, many people, when you begin to talk to them about their heart, when you begin to talk to them about their soul, sometimes they'll say, well, I know God, or I know God lives, or I know God exists. And they'll go on about where they were raised in church, but there's one word I keep waiting to hear. There's one thing I keep waiting to listen, I'm listening for. I'm waiting to hear that word Jesus. See, Jesus is a distinguishing name. It distinguishes those who are truly followers of Jesus and those who are not. And when you don't hear the name Jesus, you know there hasn't been a connection. If someone has truly received salvation, which comes by no other name than Jesus, it won't take long before they start giving Him praise and adoration. You see, if you've never personally asked Jesus into your heart, 
then you're not on a first-name basis with Jesus. Amen? If you've not personally asked him into your heart, you and Jesus are not on a first-name basis, and you'll never really be comfortable using his name. You see, the name of Jesus is a distinguishing name. As I was preparing this message this week, this thought just hit me, and I asked Stephanie this, and... um, She wasn't sure either. She had her thoughts. But the converse of all of this is true as well. When people swear, sometimes they will take God's name in vain, and sometimes they will use the name of Jesus in vain. You know what I'm talking about. Have you ever wondered why that is? Why do they not take the name Jesus? of Muhammad in vain. Whenever they're angry or whenever they're flippantly just saying this or that, why does the name of Joseph Smith never come up and out of the mouth? Why does Hare Krishna never come out? Or why does Buddha, why do they never take Buddha's name in vain? It's always Jesus. Why is that? I'll tell you why. At least what I believe God revealed to me. The Bible tells us that from out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You see, when someone takes the Lord's name in vain, when they use the name of Jesus to swear, they're simply revealing what's in their heart. Or should I say they're simply revealing who is in their heart? And that who is Satan, the evil one. Think about it. Just think about that for a second. When people swear they get upset or they just flippantly say something, many times they'll use the name Jesus Christ. Why is that? It's got to come from somewhere in the heart. One seething anger or flippant attitude is a reflection of who is controlling the mouth. Now, let me just give you a little bit of bonus material here this morning. I won't charge you for this. But there are, there are people out there who will say that um, it's okay to, to maybe let a swear word fly now and then or allow a couple words just to come out. Hey, we're just human. It's, it's just going to happen. But let me give you some insight on this that I heard from my brother-in-law, Chuck Jr. Uh, he gave a message one time at Warsaw, and I've never forgotten this point. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. And there may be some out there that will say, Hey, you know, sometimes in the heat of the moment you can't help yourself. That's God understands. Let me look at it. Let me show you a new insight. The night that Jesus was arrested in the garden, we know that Peter was following close behind and he was hanging out in the courtyard warming his hands by the fire. But then people began to recognize him as being one of them because it says that he was a Galilean and his speech uh, gave it away. And as Peter began denying Christ, look what it says here in Mark 14. Says, and a little later, those who stood by said to Peter again, Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean, and your speech shows it. Then he began to curse and swear. I do not know this man of whom you speak. Just a different insight on. 
the language, swearing. You see, here in the heat of the moment, we see Peter curse and swear as he what? Is denying that he even knows God. So in essence, when one uses foul language, it's a denial that they even know Jesus. Folks, we must not even take things that come out of our mouth lightly. Let's not be those who deny Jesus and how we speak. Back to using the name of Jesus in vain. Look, all of this should cause us to focus on the root of the problem. Satan is the one who is bringing the name of Jesus to one's mind, causing people to spew vanities and uh, uh, vanities and blasphemies. But why? Go there with me. Who is the one person Satan hates the most? Who is the one person that's already been defeated and who is going to defeat him? Who is the one person who will defeat Satan at the end of time? Say his name with me. Jesus. Because Satan could not defeat Jesus at Calvary, he is going to take every opportunity he can to destroy his name. He's going to take every pot shot. He's going to take every chance he can get to attack and revile and spew any kind of obscenity at the one man, the only man who can threaten him and his kingdom. And he'll use unrepentant, unforgiven hearts to do it. He doesn't use Muhammad's name. He doesn't use Joseph Smith's name. He doesn't use Buddha's name. He doesn't use Hare Krishna's name. They hold no power over Satan. As a matter of fact, they work for him. (laughs) But there is only one person who has the power to both save and to defeat the evil one. It's the one name that Satan cannot stand the most. And when we say it this morning, do you realize that he must flee? There is only one name, and that name is, say it with me, Jesus. When you just said that, he cringed. I guarantee you he cringed. Because that's the one name that he has no victory over. You see, the name Jesus is a distinguishing name. Hebrews 2. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. Here we go. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. The name of Jesus is indeed a distinguishing name. And lastly, Jesus is an exclusive name. It's an exclusive name. Those of you who follow sports, you have a favorite team, whether it be in college or professional sports, you probably have a favorite player. And more than likely, that player's name or their number has been retired from ever being used. Uh, there's, uh, they've done so much for the program. They've set so many records. They've been such a ph- phenomenal player 
they did so much for the team that they want to honor that person by retiring their number. Personally, I think that the name of Jesus should be retired from ever being used again. Just me, just my personal opinion. And I know that sometimes it's a cultural thing that it's still used, but I've always been just a bit bothered when I see the name Jesus still being used when naming newborn children. However, even if some still use this name, there is and never will be anyone like our Jesus. For you see, the angel, when the angel told Joseph and Mary what to name their child, he, he put a, um, uh, a phrase on there that would distinguish, that would separate, that would set his name, that would immortalize the name of Jesus. He said this, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And here we go. And he will save his people from their sins. (laughs) You see, the Old Testament Joshua couldn't do that. All of the would-be saviors of the world cannot save people from their sins. A priest cannot save you from your sins. As much as I would like to, your pastor cannot save you from your sins. No man on earth can forgive sin. There is only one who can forgive sin, and that is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Acts 4.12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. He is the most unique person to ever live, and his name is above every other name. We live in a country where our constitutional rights to say what we want is under attack. They're saying in Washington today that we can say whatever we want as long as we don't offend someone or as long as it's not deemed as hate speech. But listen, I'm going to stand before God one day and be held accountable for everything that I say, everything that comes out of my mouth when I stand behind this pulpit. And whether it's politically correct to say this or not, I'm here to tell you that there is only one way and only by one name by which a man can be saved, and that is the name and in the person of say it with me, Jesus, that's it. That's it. Salvation. Salvation is not in the building of a church. It's not in the building of the Methodist church. It's not in the building of the Baptist church. It's not in the building of the UCC church. It's not in the building of a Catholic church or a Mennonite church. It's not even, sorry to tell some of you this, it's not even in the building of a church of God church. Salvation is not found in Islam. It's not found in Buddhism, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness. It is not found in President Obama or Hillary Clinton. It's not found in Donald Trump. It's not found in Chris Christie. It's not found in Marco Rubio. And it's not found in Ted Cruz. Salvation is found in one name, and one name only, and that is the name of Jesus. One name and one name only. Let me read you something. There is majesty in the name God. There is personality in the name Jehovah. There is power in the name Lord. 
And there is unction in the name Christ. There is affinity in the name Emmanuel. There is intercession in the name Mediator. There is help in the name Advocate. But there is salvation in none other, none under heaven, given among men apart from the name Jesus. And Alexander may build an empire. And Napoleon may change the nations of the world. And Newton may bring about some intellectual revolution. And Edison may create a new world for science. A Wyatt may usher in an era of industry. But there is only one who can touch and transform the human heart. And that one name is Jesus. If you're not trusting in the name of Jesus this morning... Your trust, you're trusting in something. Your trust is misplaced. And the Bible tells us that after this life is over, you're heading to a place where there is total and complete separation from God. What a horrible place. Total and complete separation from God and complete and utter torment. I'm here to tell you that the name Jesus will mean nothing to you Unless you've made him personal. Yeah. Have you made him personal? This name doesn't change us from the outside in, but it changes us from the inside out. I like this statement. I'm about done here. Someone once said that the problem with a lot of people today is that they don't have the reality of Jesus inside. So they have to make a big deal out of everything outside. Let me say that again. The problem with a lot of people today is that they don't have the reality of Jesus inside. So they have to make a big deal out of everything on the outside. Some of you know that old song, Jesus, Jesus. My Jesus, do you know Him today? Please don't turn Him away. Oh Jesus, my Jesus, without Him how lost I would be. What I like about that song, it says, Jesus, my Jesus. I can have as much of Jesus as I want, and you can have him as well. He can be exclusive. He can be exclusive to all of us this morning. Throughout the Scripture, there are many names given to the Son of God, but the one that seems most beloved of all is that name right there, Jesus. When Joseph and Mary looked down at their child for the first time and said the word, Jesus. It must have been one of the sweetest sounds to ever come off the human tongue. Jesus. There's just something about that name. My question for you this morning as we close. I can't... can't force you to really internalize this question. But I'm begging you. My question to you this morning, 
Do you know that name? Or do you just know of that name? There's a difference. It's a distinguishing question. Do you know of him? Do you know of Jesus? You may know the story. You know all the stories in the Bible. You know the Christmas story. But do you know him? Is he Lord and Savior? Or is he like a stranger to you? I'm going to sing just a few simple choruses with you. If someone needs to make this Jesus known, the altars are open. Or you can just pray where you're at and you can do business with the Lord. But I've said it before, folks, there's just something about a commitment up here. But God knows your heart. Would you bow your heads, please? Yeah. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you named your child Jesus. Lord, if there's someone here this morning that has not made you personal, Lord, today could be the day. There is no name under heaven, no other name under heaven by which a man must be saved other than the name of Jesus. Yes. Such a sweet name. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your son so that you could be personal. You came to save us. Lord, thank you for the name. The name that is above every other name. Sing with me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. He's my master, Savior, Jesus. a fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth so wonderful His name is wonderful His name is wonderful Jesus my Lord He is the 
Almighty King, Master of everything. His name is wonderful, Jesus, my Lord. He's the great shepherd. He's the great shepherd, the rock of all ages, almighty God is He. So bow down before Him, love and Dick, if you'll come on up and get ready to dismiss us. God bless you. Thank you for coming this morning. I pray that you know him, that you don't just know of him, but that you know the name of Jesus. God bless you. Take that name with you this morning. Let it impact you. Let it change your life completely. Praise the Lord. God bless you. All right.